sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. If we want to do the Mass well, in other words, if we want to pray the Mass well, if we want to understand why we do it, what we do at the Mass, it's important to look at where the Mass comes from. What are the origins of this prayer that is so familiar to us as Catholics? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into today's topic, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. I'm joined in studio by Renee Kranz. Hi, Renee. Hey, Chris. So this is going to be uh, continuing. This is the second part of a multi-part series of episodes <laughs> on the Mass that we began last week. Right. And Renee, I want you to know, we're not going to spend a lot of time on who we are, but I want to point out that I did the intro again in one take. You did? All looking at have, the camera. I have challenged no you ref- and you are rising and to the challenge. Up to the Good challenge. job. Thanks. Thanks. So, <laughs> um, before, we're going to talk about the origins of the Mass, as I, as I promised the listeners. But just curious, uh, you and I talked a little bit. I think you, you had uh, at least one, um, you talked to somebody about last week's episode. Uh, <laughs> I did. 477. Somebody um, talked to me about that's it. That's right. Yes. 477, we um, kicked off this series uh, by looking at sort of big picture why we do what we do at the Mass, what it matters, mm-hmm. and so on, big mm-hmm. picture wise. Mm-hmm. So, you had a conversation with somebody, or they had a conversation with you. Yeah, yeah, I did. And um, they, this person mentioned to me that one of the things I didn't say when I was saying, what, what do we, why go to mass? Yep. Um, they said was to get fed that I didn't say that. And a conversation ensued about, um, uh, I sometimes have a, am very cautious about using that phrase because sometimes people use that as a, like, I didn't get what I wanted out of the mass. Uh, so I think we have to be very careful when we use that to make sure that it's understood in its proper context. Yeah. And I, and the reason why I wanted you to, to mention that, just, just take a couple of minutes here to talk more about that. You know, there's, um, you already mentioned it or alluded to it, at least there, there is the reality that our father does want to nourish us mm-hmm. When we come to Mass, mm-hmm. uh, with the Word in Scripture, and then with the Word in the Eucharist, right. His Son, uh, Jesus, Jesus Christ is the Word. So either we're we're getting a lot of Jesus yep. <laughs> at Mass, Jesus in the in the Word of, of God, the Bible, Jesus in the Eucharist, mm-hmm. um, the incarnate Word transformed uh, from bread and wine to His body, blood, soul, and divinity. So there is a reality there, but I think it is worth to to, to the point that you were making in this conversation. Why, like? Fundamentally, do we go to mass um, because we want to be with God, mm-hmm. or because we want Him to give us something? Right. You know, and, and if and it's it, not the thing we thought it was going to be, what do we feel like then? Right. Right. So, I, it, it, and again, it is both. I mean, He is the uh, a Father who loves us mm-hmm. and does want to nourish us, to feed us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but are we are we looking for? the giver or are we looking for the gift right. and are we looking for the gift to your point uh, in a particular mode? Like, right. are we looking for a specific gift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and are we going to be, Oh, but I wanted this right. for Christmas and I Aww. only got that. I got yeah. a blender and right. not a diamond ring. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So well, maybe we needed a blender. Right. 
That's right? the thing. Right, right. <laughs> so I, I do think, and we will. This is going to be, be get revisited uh, down the road in this series when it comes to the ways that we are nourished, mm-hmm. that we are fed at the mass. But I think it is important. In a um, just a final point here, we, we I think we've talked about this before with regard just to prayer in general. If mass is the greatest prayer, mm-hmm. and it is. Prayer in general, do, uh, we do, our Father wants us at, at prayer to bring our requests to mm-hmm. him, to make to to make our requests known to God. Right. Uh, but, but if I only go to God with requests, what kind of a relationship is that? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he my spiritual father or is he like my... Your genie from a bottle. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. More metaphors. Uh, is, he, is, he, is he grandpa more than yeah. pa? Right. You know? Right. Uh, so, so I think it's important that my motivation is to be with him. Mm-hmm. And then if he gives me something, great. Uh, if he gives me something, but it's not the thing I was looking for, great. It doesn't matter. I was with him. Right, right. So uh, I, I do think that was a great, great, uh, sounds like a great conversation. Mm-hmm. I'm glad um, that this person raised it with you so we could talk about it a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. I do want to talk about the the origins, though, of the masses part of this multi-part series of episodes. Um, so Renee, when you think about uh, where the mass comes from, oh, so you, Renee Kranz, uh, well-formed Catholic that you are, <laughs> but also you, Renee Kranz, who knows a lot of Catholics who maybe don't know as right. much about the mass as you do. Uh, if you want to speak sort of on their behalf and on your own behalf, when you think about where the mass comes from, or when you think about what other people think about that, what comes to mind? Well, I think the mass, okay, there's two ba- basic parts of the mass, the word and, and the Eucharist. Sure. So yep. they, to me, they come from maybe two different places. Okay. The Eucharist comes from the last supper. Okay. And then the word probably comes more from even earlier than that, where, cause uh, most of the time, some sort of readings or scripture was read in the temple. Right. Right. So uh, I, to me, it seems like it's come from both and come together Okay. Uh, after um, with the apostles. Okay. Uh, and what do you do you think? So that's kind of I think Renee's answer yes. to the question. What about uh, other Catholics who you know? Okay, you want to ponder that to try to speak on their <laughs> behalf. It looks like based on um, that. Like, yeah, yeah, maybe quick expression. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, to follow up with Renee's answer, real quick, um, the overall structure form guesses on where like so 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 you think there's two distinct parts. That mm-hmm. come together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes and no. I was going to say, I can be completely wrong. So <laughs> it's, it's if, we're, if, we're, if we're talking about bowling, I think you got a seven <laughs> this time. Seven pins down. That's but, more but than last the, time. Yeah, I felt yeah. like I was more right uh, last time. But. <laughs> so the overall shape, if you will, of the mass has deep biblical roots. Mm-hmm. So I want I want to talk about some of those distinct roots actually in this episode. Okay. Um, Jesus, uh, as I think many people know, but some like oh, Jesus uh, is was a Jew, right? So Jesus and a faithful Jew. So mm-hmm. Jesus, yes, he is God. So there is that, but in his humanity and. It, the Jews got their liturgical practices from God. Right. So when Jesus comes on the scene, the word of God sent by the Father to become flesh, what he does is he takes up all these Old Testament 
liturgical practices, so prayer forms, and and he brings a number of them together, and he he takes them even higher or deeper. Okay. However you want to look at this. So you, you brought up the old the the, the um the Last Supper as one of mm-hmm. maybe the new part, mm-hmm. but the Last Supper itself, what wh- what kind of a meal was the Last a Supper Seder meal, That's which is a, a Passover wh- meal, a Passover yeah. meal, and the Passover meal goes all the way back True. to the Exodus. Yep. So the, the 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 Last Supper is the um, in a sense, kind of not perfectly, but kind of at least uh, the, there's an analogy. It is in a sense the first Mass. Okay. Uh, but the last supper was, um, a Passover meal that Jesus in a sense repurposes mm-hmm. and the Passover is, is deeply rooted in the old Testament mm-hmm. going back to Moses, Moses. So the last, and then this, this really sheds light on the nature of the mass as well. So I want to look at the, spend a little time looking at the Passover meal. So tell me about the Passover meal, Renee. What, what do we know? Why, what, what, why, the so what of the Passover meal? You want me to like tell, okay. Um, I have to think about the Ten Commandments movie here. <laughs> right, yes, yes. Charlton Heston, Moses. Yes. Um, so, do you know that Charlton Heston, uh, Heston voiced um, God at the, in the burning bush, by the way? Did you know no, that? No, I didn't know he did. that. He did. Oh, okay. Um, so the Passover meal was the meal that God instructed the Jews to eat as the angel of death Passover. Um, it was an unblemished lamb, the meat from an unblemished lamb, and unleavened bread with herbs and something or other. Yep. But they were to eat it ready to flee, basically. Yep. Uh, and they put blood from the lamb over the uh, door, around the door to mark where they were. So the angel of death would pass over them. Right. Right. And they wouldn't die. Right. So, so that happens the night before the Exodus. Right. Yeah. Cause that, that was the last straw. Right. <laughs> it was the, right, the final plague of the yes. 10 plagues. Right. Uh, then what happened? What, then what happened? What with when? regard to the Passover? Uh, they celebrated it once a year. Correct. So yeah. it was not just tonight, right. but it was to become a perpetual memorial or I don't know right. what they called it. Is that what they called it? Uh, um, offering or memorial, right. something mm-hmm. like that. So so, so the Lord's command to Moses and through Moses to all the people was not was to celebrate the meal, as you just said, but then to celebrate it on an annual basis. Why? To renew the covenant with them? Uh there's mm, that's a good guess. But I wish no. I had some audience help right, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Bill, no, we're Bill gonna, says no. <laughs> to, to, phone a friend. <laughs> to, no, we, well, if only we we don't have the technology. I don't have any phones. We don't have yeah. the technology uh, to remember what happened in the Exodus. Oh right. But but here here's a key point. So for the Israelites. A litur- to, to remember liturgically is is a, a very very important thing. Okay, I'm I'm guessing there's going to be some connections here to some words that Jesus says at the last. There supper. might be. <laughs> so, when for the Jews to so when they are supposed to do something to remember mm-hmm. what God had what did for them. Mm-hmm. It's not as, so when you and I say, Hey, remember, remember, um, 
9-11. Mm-hmm. Um, remember COVID? Hopefully we'll <laughs> say that. Like, <laughs> uh, nope, don't remember re- that at all. <laughs> re- re- okay, remember the challenger. Mm-hmm. What, what does it mean to, for us to remember? To just think about it and picture it, where we were, yeah, yeah, yeah. what we were doing, right, right, right. what happened. Right, right. That's not what it means right. in scripture. For, for, for in the Old Testament and new, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> in the Old Testament, when the Jews remember, so the, the word for memorial in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word is zikaron. Okay. So a zikaron, a memorial in the Old Testament uh, is to have a liturgical celebration in which we hear about what God did for our ancestors. And in which so there's a ritual. So in, in, so down after after the first uh, after after the first one, the night before the Exodus, in subsequent uh, Passover meals, there'd be a telling, and we already read about this in 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 Exodus. There's a telling of the story of the Exodus, mm-hmm. and then there is the offering of the unblemished lamb with the unleavened bread and the bitter herbs. Mm-hmm. The whole point of this is not just to remember when. Picture, children, the time mm-hmm. when. Well, I don't know. I wasn't there. The whole point in the Old Testament is a liturgical memorial is to not just mentally imagine what happened, but to liturgically enter in. Not just remember when, but enter in to what happened. Okay. So we see this. In Jesus' day, in the writings of, uh, and we've talked about this before on Ignition, um, in in the writings of some of the the, the Jews in Jesus' day, like Gamaliel. Do you remember who Gamaliel is? The mm-hmm. name ring. So Gamaliel was a, a highly respected uh, rabbi among the Jews who was alive at Jesus' time. Okay. Where we read about him, Acts the Apostles. Okay. Gamaliel, when, when the apostles are proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ, announcing the resurrection, um, the Sanhedrin convenes and like, okay, these guys are. And Gamaliel says, wait, let's just let's see how things play out with these guys. Remember when so and so and such and such, and it just ended. Mm-hmm. They had a following, mm-hmm. but nothing happened. Let's just see what happens with these guys because. If it's of men, it's going to die out. Right. But if it's but if it's not of men, we might find ourselves on in opposition on the wrong side. <laughs> so that was Gamaliel. In other writings, we have some of his writings um, or access to some of his other writings apart from what we read about him in the in Acts of the Apostles. And Gamaliel spoke about how when we the Jews celebrate the Passover meal, he said, we have to understand that we. So that's at Jesus' day, so 1,400 years after the Exodus, Mm -hmm. that we are being saved from slavery in Egypt. Okay. So in other words, every time after the Exodus, when when the Jews would celebrate the Passover meal, and as far as I know, there's still Jewish theology and belief today. Mm -hmm. Every time the Jewish people celebrated and celebrate the Passover meal, they believed that they were being saved from slavery in Egypt. So when a Jewish community today celebrates the Passover meal, they are participating in the events of Moses that we read about in Exodus that happened now 24, 2500 years Mm -hmm. ago. 
So it's not just a remember what happened to our ancestors sent millennia ago. It's we're doing this out of obedience mm-hmm. to God. And when we do it, we are participants in God's saving work 2,000 right. years ago. Are you, so are you so tracking like, with me? Yeah. So it's like a very active, like present thing that's yes. happening. Like yes. it's not just like you said, remembering. Yeah. So it's, it's like, it's, it's like, mm-hmm. a, it's a, it, so the Passover supper is like a time machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That it brings, <laughs> nice. and you can look at it one of two ways. You can look at it, and, and both of them uh, have truth in them. Uh, on the one hand, maybe the events of the Exodus are brought into the present for mm-hmm. me to participate in, or I'm brought into the past sure. to, part- to participate in the events of the Exodus. Right. Okay, is that clear? Yeah. Okay, so so we're going to talk more about then the connection to the Last Supper sure. in a moment. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Ignition. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald, and Renee Kranz are visiting today about the biblical origins, biblical roots of the Mass. Mm-hmm. So we've just spent a lot, like 10 plus minutes talking about the Passover meal. What does this mean then for the Mass? What does this mean about the Last Supper? So mm-hmm. if the Last Supper is a Passover meal, a Passover meal is... The Jews celebrating this this uh, meal, uh, liturgical uh, uh, memorial, so that the God's saving work of the past becomes present, so they can participate in it. What does that mean about the mass? Then the mass is the same thing. Then so, so say more about that. <laughs> um, well, I mean, it's it says it right in the words of consecration and so on, and Jesus says that uh, do this in remembrance of me. So He's asking us to be part of it whether we're in 2021 or the year 32 AD. So what do we participate in at the, what are the saving events that we, are we, are we, are we participating in the, in the Exodus when we go to mass then? No, I think we're, well, we probably are, but we're participating in the last supper and, and, and the crucifixion and, and, so on, and the resurrection. Yes. Yeah. So if, if the, the, if the, the Passover of the old covenant was a participating participation in the saving event of the Exodus, the freedom from slavery, the freedom from slavery, <laughs> the Passover of the new covenant is a participation in the new Exodus, which is accomplished in Jesus Christ's Paschal mystery, right. the last supper, his passion, death and resurrection. To the save events, us from a different slavery, the slavery to <laughs> sin, sin <laughs> death and the devil. Right. So the mass has, is, is, is not just, so the mass is deeply biblical, not just in the sense that we, the, we read a lot of, of the Bible at mass and a lot of the prayers um, are allude to the Bible. Mm-hmm. That, that's true. We right. do read a lot of the Bible at mass mm-hmm. and, and, and the, the prayers of the mass have deep biblical imagery, deep biblical. So that's true. But at a deeper level, the origins of the mass come from, well, ultimately from God himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we, we find it, it, it deeply rooted in what God has command, commanded his people to do in the Old Testament and then mm-hmm. in the New Testament. So yes, Jesus says, do this in memory of me. And again, he's a faithful Jew. He commanded, being God, uh, his, his fellow Jews centuries before to do this in, in memorial of the Exodus, not just to remember it, mm-hmm. to, but to, but to um, uh, 
to take represent part in it, in yeah. it to yeah. take part in it. And the same thing happens in the new Passover mm-hmm. with the new Exodus, the slavery, the, the freedom from slavery, not just to the Egyptians, but from sin, death, and the devil. Mm-hmm. So when Jesus says that at the Last Supper, it immediately for the apostles, they're like, okay, we're, we were already celebrating a Passover meal. Now Jesus went and did some different things here, which they would probably have to try. Like the dots wouldn't be fully connected until. But they understood later. that that meant something different. But they understood. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, and that and that it didn't mean just remember, just think exactly. back on. They they understood that as Jews. Themselves. So the, they exactly. So to do this in memory of me, they knows they they knows they know <laughs> that it means not just to mentally recall, but it means to liturgically celebrate in order right. to make present what has happened in the past. There's probably a lot of questions running through their head right now. Why is he giving us something else to do? This is different than what we'd usually, I don't understand. Right, right. Yeah. So, Until you go through the whole Paschal mystery. Exactly. And then you're like, oh. <laughs> so on the other side of Pentecost mm-hmm. then, they, with the power of the Holy Spirit now, the illumination of the Holy Spirit given to them in a powerful way at Pentecost, they recognize that Jesus' words at the Last Supper were a command to them as the the, the priests of the new covenant um, in, in his definitive priesthood, they are now called to offer that new Passover meal, mm-hmm. which is what the mass is, right. in, perpe- in perpetuity. So it is different from the, the in a number of ways from the Passover of the old covenant. So, mm-hmm. so when you think of what are the differences between the Passover of the old covenant and the pass that is the, 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 pass, the Passover meal, uh, and the Passover, the New Covenant, which is the Mass. Like, what, what are some differences that might come to your well, mind? Well, one obvious difference, I suppose, is that um, you don't have the you don't have something that looks obviously like meat, right? Because right. it's 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 actually the the bread that's changed into Jesus' flesh, but it doesn't look like it. So right. there's a there's a transformation that we don't see where you did kind of see that in a way of speaking in. Uh, the Passover meal. Right. So, and we'll talk about this more, uh, many episodes down when we focus on the Eucharistic prayer. But so the last Passover, and you already talked about it in the old Testament, the old covenant Passover meal, there's an unblemished lamb mm-hmm. and there's bread and there's bitter herbs and there's cups of wine right. as well. Right. So, uh, that's all there. Now it's still, except for the bitter herbs, <laughs> the other are present there, mm-hmm. but the bread and the lamb are and up being combined right. one in Jesus Christ. What else? Other any other differences come to your mind? Any differences? Um, How well, often? We don't frequency. Well, yeah. So now it's every well every day potentially. Yes. Right. And we don't have to be ready to flee. Right. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I don't we're not, know why. We're not. We're not uh, what, we, what, we haven't girt our girt loins. Our loins. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, but there's a great. If you you can you Google an image. The Art of Manliness website has a great Im- image of how <laughs> one who wears a robe would gird their loins. Like you do. Like you're hiking up the road and tying it up so that you can run more easily. <laughs> It's a it's a great it's a great cartoon to be honest. Um, you okay. can do art I'm of manliness. Just take your word for that. Gird your loins. There's ne- Bill's like I need to see this now. Yeah, yeah. Bill can Bill can do an, uh, duck duck go it while we're right. talking. Um, so, yeah. So um, yeah, we're not girding loins. There's no um, there's no bitter herbs. But I want to frequency. Yeah. So for, for the Jews of the Old Testament era and, and today, frankly, they pass they celebrate the Passover meal. They're 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 um, re-participating or they're participating anew in the Exodus once a year. Mm-hmm. We 
have the opportunity to participate in the exodus, the new exodus, Jesus' passion, death, and resurrection, every day of the year, save one. Good Friday. Good Friday, right. And we'll talk about that later too. Um, but we can participate in the new Passover meal, yes, on 364 days of the year. So is that just because Jesus really wants to be with us all the time? So it's actually <laughs> in the profound way yeah. that happens in the mess. Yes. And there is also in Malachi, there's reference to, um, from the and, and we see this ref, uh, in the Eucharistic prayer three, I think, from the rising of the sun to its, it's setting. setting. Because masses are being said everywhere, all over the world, at every hour. Because of the twenty-four, yes, yes. yes. Uh, so yes, there's this beautiful reality that the pa- the new Passover, the Passover of the new covenant, is offered to us not just annually but daily mm-hmm. for us to participate in. And and it does say our daily bread in the Our Father. I it don't does, know if that has does. any connection. It, yep. And and again, <laughs> like, we can't cover everything. We're we're gonna uh, and in future episodes we're gonna start going through like from beginning to mass to end. But I wanted to go to the biblical roots. But just last couple of minutes, my second favorite question, Renee. So what? Like, who cares about the biblical roots of the mass? Like, why does why does this matter? Okay. Well, there's there's a book, and I don't know if you use. Any of this in this book, but Brant Petrie has a book, yeah. the uh, Jewish roots of the Jesus Eucharist and, and the, the Jewish, Jewish roots of, of the Mass as well. If Jesus I remember and right, the Jewish roots of, of the, the Eucharist, Eucharist. Yeah. is the title. Isn't there one with the Eucharist? Okay, that is a fantastic book that really talks a lot about, and I believe some other things, but talks a lot about that same thing and really connects things in a way you just don't know. Yeah, but who cares? Is. Well, okay, it can really strengthen your faith and draw you into Mass more. How? Because you know, you understand what's going on. Mm. So you can't know what you don't. You can't love what you don't. You what can't you don't know. love what you don't know. So to <laughs> to know the deep, it really helps you understand why we do what we do at mass, right. and to understand that it comes from the Word of God. Right. That it's not just made up by the Pope yeah. or whatever, but it comes really from the divine plan. It comes yeah. from God Himself. And coming from that first, the way we started the show, if you start to know some of those things, this being fed the way I want to be fed starts yeah. to disappear because you understand what's happening. Right. Or at least that's in my experience. Yeah. Yeah. Can you, uh, can you <laughs> shed a little bit of light on like, how did, how did that happen for you? Well, because you start to really understand all of the, all of the, uh, history, the, the links, the connections of mass and how it's really, it's really like God meeting you there. So it shouldn't matter if the, if the homily wasn't perfect or that you love the priest or that, the song wasn't so great and the choir kind of stunk that day or whatever it was. This is about this thing that, that Christ gave us and, and when it's wants to be with us there and we shouldn't, it shouldn't be about us right, at that moment. Right. Right. It's about him. It's about him and our relationship right. with him. I, I, I may have mentioned this in last week's episode, but the church tells us that the sacraments in general, but especially the mass and the Eucharist are privileged places of encounter mm-hmm. with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So when we are participating in this new Passover of the new Exodus, uh, we are with God in an unbelievable way. And so for me, similar to you, when I came to understand um, the deep, deep, profound r- biblical roots of the mass. It just showed me that this is this is God's thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a human thing. Right. It's God's thing that He's given to us so that we can be with Him in a way that we cannot outside of right. the mass, right. outside of the sacraments, outside of the liturgical life of the mm-hmm. church. Yeah. 
and what a gift it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So just a little bit on that. And, and again, Brent Petrie is a great book. We'll yes. talk about more resources later, but that will, will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, you can email us ignition at sfcatholic.org with any thoughts, questions, or ideas for future episodes. And until next time, dear listeners, may God bless you.